This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo, it is another edition of the High Hopes Podcast. Thank God they freaking won this game edition. I don't know if we'd be here talking to you if they blew that in the end. We would, but man, after like what is up with this team already having two five-game losing streaks this season? Bounce back the last days. Thank God. After like you figure on Friday, all right, they're coming home. You know, they're gonna they're gonna show up. They've lost four in a row. Like, no way they lose this game to the Cubs, and then they get just just demolished. <laughs> like their asses beat. On like just oh my god by a bad Cubs team, and then you know the nice job yesterday and today closing it out. Taiwan Walker like Jekyll Hyde. I don't know feel Jack. How are you, buddy? I'm doing all right. I gotta be honest. I was 24 hours away from being just bad. Frankly, like the last you know winning yesterday was like Friday night. And it's already happened, I think, three times this year where I'm just in a dark place with this team where it's just like, like really? Um, and obviously, the high hopes analytics were obvious that we were never going to record after the Giants series. Uh, um, that I was mean, so clear. There was zero chance. Now, if they had won that last game where they came back, yeah. they would have been here. But yep. they didn't. It's on them, not on us. We texted. We were like, if they come back, we're recording. They didn't. Okay. Because I don't know, I don't know uh, about how you feel versus how I feel, but really like talking about the Phillies when they're good. And um, yeah, you think so? Me too. And uh, the the Giant series was just freaking crushing, and it was just like they made what six bad baseball plays in three games, if not more. Uh, Like that's off the top of my head, and it was just like, guys, what what do we do? Like to go from that series, right? To having the off day on Thursday to like Friday night, okay, you're back home. It's gonna be good crowds all weekend. Like, go up and show up and play. Mm-hmm. And and they just and thankfully it was Jill's birthday. Shout out to Jill. Um, it was so like we were at dinner and like I didn't. I swear to you, James. I swear to you. I am always some. And this is this is a me problem. This is mm-hmm. a this is a this is a look yourself in the mirror kind of moment for me. Mm-hmm. Um. Where I like, even when I'm out to dinner, you know, trying to be present in the moment, checking scores, trying to find any yeah, single yeah, way to I, watch yeah, the game. I don't, I don't think you needed to tell us this. I think this wasn't, this isn't breaking news. No, okay. This is not like, oh my God, people are not listening right now. I'm being like, no way. Oh my, for real? Is he being serious? Yeah. Good. I think that, I think the only way that would have been shocked if this story had been, so you're not going to believe this. They went out for Jill's birthday. I didn't check the game once. I had no idea what was happening. Like that, that would have been unbelievable. So, yeah. But I like I didn't even check in. Like we were at the dinner. It was the first time we've really been out. Uh, we left uh, Walker with her mom. Oh, so like, buddy, parents. And it was out. that's the funny. That's the funniest part of that parents' night out is that when you go out after you've had a kid for like a month and a half, two months, all you talk about is the kid. You yeah, know what I mean? Totally. Which oh, is the yeah. the funniest development of it all. Yeah, um, yes, but. It Side note, he's the greatest, and he's like my favorite oh, thing that's ever happened. Yeah, so I feel you, pal. But yes, I feel you. So, but yeah, I was out, and you know, I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let them ruin my night. And, and usually, what I do is like next morning, like I'll rewatch it, and I was like, no, like I'm not doing it. Um, yesterday, 
I was pretty despondent. You know, I saw them go up six nothing, and then there was a cool little uh, uh, like porch festival happening in Westchester. So like a bunch mm-hmm. of bands are playing and stuff. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna. Stop. They're not gonna. They're not gonna let me. They're not gonna take over and possibly ruin my weekend. So uh, again, there was 24 hours away from being in a dark spot. Mm-hmm. They blew them out yesterday. They won today. Shout out to Bryson Stott. I mean, oh, what a st- especially like. Like, as we all agree, and it's, it, there's nothing more annoying these days than Martian Stott not being in a lineup against a lefty. And I know Justin Seals tough on lefties, but it's like, all right, man. Like, I get it if, like, they just need an off day because everyone needs an off day. But he does it against, like, every super tough lefty. Um, but, yeah, dude, to be able to come off the bench in that spot and just just rope it, like, crush it to left like that. I mean, that was... It was awesome, especially after so many miscues early in the game or at least missed opportunities. You know, I mean, obviously the the Castellanos, you know, the Harper fly out double play <laughs> sticks out like just so frustrating. man. Well, and, so and clearly and, and, just trying to do too much. I mean, that's the, that's all that that's was exactly. And like people were, I was like, that can't happen. People are like, why he's going for or whatever. I'm like, are you like it's a zero zero game and there are no outs. Like, what are you doing? Like, this is, this is crazy. You know, like, I, but whatever, like I, you know, thank God they won that game. <laughs> thank God. Craig Kimball didn't blow at the end. He looked good. Those first two batteries, like boom, boom. I'm like, yeah, dude. Well, that's on me though. That's on me. Because like, as soon as he was like, bang, bang, I was like, Oh great. Uh, no, I said to myself, is he going to throw an immaculate inning here? Oh no, you didn't. Yes, I did. No, I sure did. Uh, and then by the way, is, is Christian Morrell the most underrated Philly killer of all time? Oh, I mean, dude, he's been dude. up for what, like half a year, yeah. and he, dude, he's got like has to have five homers against the Phillies. Like, there's, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. Matt been crushing him. it lately in general. He's been awesome. well. Anytime, anytime you can keep Eric Hosmer on your opening day roster over Christian Morrell, you just have to do it. I mean, like, are the Cubs here. serious? He's so he's, he's awesome, dude. I love. I mean, yeah. I know, like, this is hindsight being 2020 that took two or three from the Cubs, but, like, I love Christian Morrell. Yeah. No, I'm with you, buddy. I'm with you. He's really, really good. Um, all right. Let's get into the the games we saw as we end. Um, let's start with the good. I was going to start with the bad, but you know what? Because they do deserve it because we did, like, you know, yes, they won two or three. Nice job. You know, squeezing it out against the freaking Cubs. Um, you're but, you're, you know, you're too hard on the Cubs. I'm just you're like right. you're, you're too hard on the horrible. Cubs. You're right. The Cubs are like a, a 78 to 82 win type baseball team. They're not horrible. Like they're they're like fine. You're right. That is fair. Um, but uh, like we'll start with the good because we, we haven't talked since the Giants series too. So <laughs> no, nope, like, didn't happen. <laughs> let's start with I honestly the biggest reason they won today. You know, Stott obviously the 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 big hit, but but Taiwan Walker was awesome finally again, and it's like this guy's. So Jekyll and Hyde. I mean, the last one doesn't get out of the first inning. Yeah, you know, gives up four, whatever. He had the eight, you know, in three the other time. But then, like, sandwiched between, like, six innings, one run. Today, five and two-thirds, no runs. It's, you know, it's frustrating, Jack. It's fr- I mean, it was great today, but it's fr- it's frustrating, it, you know. And look, maybe he puts together and gets some consistency going. And he did pitch in the WBC, and I don't love the WBC as an excuse for everything, but... You know, who knows? You know, maybe it is different to have like a different spring training for certain guys or less starts than you would or less uh, work than you would. Who knows? But to, like, do you look at Walker more the guy who it just is completely inconsistent start to start? Or do you think that that the stuff he did today he can build on and, and be more consistent? 
Well, the, first off, the Royal Baseball Classic stuff is so funny because like Ron Acuna is. Oh yeah, exactly. And he, he's having one. Uh, one of, he's like leading the league in everything. Yeah, that's exactly right. Play the role. But I think he's plus one fifty. The last time I checked for MVP, which, which is insane. It's way too early in the season for that, but that's insane. Yeah, it is. Um, so my thing with Taiwan Juan is that, um, like I think he's been pretty good. Like the last four starts, I, think, I know like it was a disaster against the Giants, and and I, I just I think. What happens a lot with baseball talk and baseball conversation is that whatever happens the first two weeks of the season, like define the next couple of months. You know what I mean? Like the young hill, like I think Stott's bouncing back, but like Bowman Marsh haven't been very good for mm-hmm. a long time now. And people are like, well, they're having great years. It's like, well, that's because yeah, they're hitting like right. 400 for the first. So, yeah. you know, Stott, hopefully they can too before recently. I mean, he's had good at bats the whole time, but I mean, you know, as, re- as recently as like a week ago, his, his OBP was hovering around 300. It might still be that. You know, somewhere uh, I think it's like 320 now, but yeah. Okay, yeah, but that's... He's on right. a seven-game hitting right. streak, so... No, he's been much better, but that's the point. You're right. All all three of those guys, predictably, you know, fell off a little bit from their blazing hot starts, you know? Right, so I think with Walker, beginning of the year, like, he wasn't great, and, like, he had the bad start against the Giants, and everyone's like, well, there it is. It's like, well... I mean, I think he's... Is he going to be great? No. no. Um, is he going to be pretty good most of the time? Yeah. Like I think, I think he's going to throw in some stinkers. You know, it's going to happen when you're, you're you're dealing with someone that's not as consistent as as you would like to see. Because um, yeah, he had that eight run outing semi recently too. Like it wasn't. You know, right. I know the start of the season was rough. Then he settled in, but then he had that eight run outing like a week and a half ago or whatever it was that was tough too. Yeah, so it's well, like the two bad ones in the last four or whatever. It's, it's yeah, like, well, that's the funny part about that's like the bullpen too. Like if you look at if you look at Kimbrel, Soto, Sir Anthony, like all three of those guys, I think we have a pretty good amount of faith in. But all their ERAs are like four or five and above. Oh, I know it's hilarious. It's a, so, yeah, yeah. and it's not like really indicative to how those guys are throwing. It's just like they've had blow up blow up outings. So, yep, sure. um, he, you know. I think it, and I know this is going to sound simplistic or whatever, but I think it comes down to fastball command for him. You know, like if, if he can locate that fastball, then the, the splitter makes more sense off of it rather than just going to like a ton of splitters or whatever. Like he has to at least have the the show of I can still spot my fastball when I need to. Um, and, and today I felt like he threw more cutters, which I think is needed. Um, you know, I don't think he could just be fastball splitter and expect to get a ton of outs so you know i think it works for a little bit but eventually these hitters adjust to it so uh maybe the it feels like they've kind of ditched that slider i remember the slider is really good against the yankees but they've kind of gotten away from that and now it's like more cutter heavy heavy so if his repertoire it it, it seems like they can't figure out what they want to do with them you know I, i think the splitter thing is there but then it's like, okay, what's the secondary pitch? Do you want it to be the cutter? Do you want it to be the slider? Uh, he threw like one curveball today, and I was like, I didn't know he had that in his arsenal. Now it was like a, a get me over seventy one mile an hour curveball. It wasn't anything that was like going to rewrite the, the the history book on pitching. But you know, I, I just it feels like they have a different plan for him every game. You know, three starts ago it was like, all right, you're going to be an eighty percent splitter guy. It's like, well. I, like for a reliever, I understand it. For a starter, I don't think that works. Yeah, it's not sustainable. Right. So I, I just think that maybe they need to get a better feel for who he is as a pitcher. Um, but it feels like to me right now they're very not sure of what they want out of him, which is like 
a tad annoying from the standpoint of yeah, like you signed him for the contract. Yeah, yeah. you you could add anyone out there and you targeted him. And well, you at least it wasn't Tyone or uh, Jason Tyone. Well, that's true. Yes, and look, hey, at least it wasn't Carlos Rodon. At least first year of the contract returns, you know. And 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 hey, you know, Eflin's been good, but you know. We know Zach Afflin. He'll have a heavy body at some point. Um, all right, one more good, and then and then we'll get to some of the, the bad. But um, you know, look, a, a Saturday game against the Cubs. Now, granted, a game they needed to win to stop a losing streak, but you know, maybe not the highest of profile spots. But you know, gets a big lead, holds it, ten strikeouts for Nola, like actual swing and miss stuff a bit. Where you know we've talked about him pitching to contact seemingly more. Um, what do you think of Nola on Saturday? Very good. Um, rewatched it this morning, and what I found so interesting is they threw two changeups, like in, in, in an entire like Aaron. Oh, oh, okay, got you. Only two changeups in the whole start. In the whole start. Like so, just to, to show how weird that is. And they were in the same at bat too. They were the Yo, same at up, bat. Hold up. I thought when you said two changeups, I was about to say like two different kinds of changeups. Really explain. Like he has a new changeup. That's what I thought you meant. That's how weird. Like two changeups at the start doesn't even seem like <laughs> it's crazy. Now, no, that's wild. Now they're very right-handed heavy, so mm-hmm. you know it, it makes a little bit of sense. But still, that was that was surprising to me. Um, now, I think if you look at the numbers, it's the lowest whiff rate he's ever had on the changeup. But also, like the numbers are are like the 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 raw data on are, are pretty good. But the I guess maybe behind the scenes, they don't think they're that good. I don't know. But either way, yeah, <laughs> either sure, way, sure. yeah, yeah, the, the peripherals. Anyway, um, massive sample size so far too. So you know. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so he only threw two changeups, and they were to the same hitter and the same at bat. Um, so yeah, which is, which is insane. My general thought was, um, I want, and this, again, I I can't prove this, but what, what, what kind of went off in my head was, is the changeup causing him to have less command on his fastball because he threw two of them. But it was also his best fastball command we've seen in forever from Aaron Nola. Like, it was wherever he wanted it. Up, down. I thought it was really fascinating. Um, you know, to righties, it seemed like, okay, we'll, we'll try to hit down and away fastball. We'll go up a little bit with a four-seamer. And then, bang. Just when it's like, you know, just when you have a right-handed hitter that's like, all right, they're 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 setting me up outside. They're going curveball outside. They're going fastball outside. Like, I can just sit on that pitch. I thought he did a great job of just being able to rush guys in on, on 92 on the hands. And he had a lot of broken bats, a lot of ugly swings. Um, so I thought that was an interesting kind of plan. And that was something that in watching and knowing the only through two, two changeups, like, is that the kind of plan going forward? Because his, he was able to just dot both sides of the plate, which we haven't seen from him. I feel like in a while. Um, so I don't think it's going to be the plan going forward, you know, because I think that chain has been a, a pretty good pitch for him. And against lefties, like, I don't know what the out pitch becomes unless you just like want to just rely on that two seamer that starts at the hip or starts at the shoulder. But other than that, like I don't like, I don't like his curveball at all to lefties. Um, so it's going to have to be there. Like the cutter up and in could work, but I just, I never trust the cutter, but either way, just something to kind of file away as like, what if that's something that kind of gets, and, and 
He was sitting 96, or sorry, 94 in the sixth, which I thought was an, also an important development. So it was one of those, uh, yeah, that's a little interesting Aaron Nola start for sure. Look at that. That was some like old school fritzy pitching breakdown analysis right there. Good stuff, pal. Um, look, big, <laughs> well, I think we'll, we'll have a better feel, you know, Nola. Big start coming up. His first uh, team first, oh, first face of the Braves this season, which is wild. We, we faced the uh, our division like so little this season. It is really insane. Like you know, but regardless, this is what you wanted. This is what you and you other fake I, baseball fans yeah, wanted. Is is a balanced I, schedule. I'm not loving it so far. That's all I'll say. All right. I might be willing to, to rescind that opinion. Um, but, you know, we'll see. That's a big one on Thursday against the Braves. Um, all right. Normally, I would just stick with, you know, locked in Fritz pitching guru guy. But if we're going to pivot to the bad, um, as much as I want to talk about Rangers Suarez, and we're going to, like, it would be disingenuous. Honestly, the only reason I didn't start the podcast with it was because I was like, you know what? They won today. We're going to talk about some good. But, like... Can Trey Turner get it together? Please, please, man. You got an off day yesterday. I texted Fritz. I'm like, cycle, it's happening today. Like, let's go. And she's like, comes out, strikes out in that first bat, like feeble again. It's a long, it was a long at bat, though. I know he got the hit late. Like, I just, man, like, I am frustrated. And normally, I, you know, we, you know me, we've done this even last year. I wonder how long I went with the Castellanos thing. I guarantee you is much, much farther than I should have with like, no, no, he'll turn it around. And if it weren't for that last year, I would be saying the same thing about Turner. I mean, like, relax, he's going to be fine. He's Trey freaking Turner. But like now I'm like scarred by that, Jack, that, that last year, it's like, now I feel like you can have it to anyone. And now Castellanos, you know, again, doing great raking again today, just like, you know, like awesome playing with confidence. Like, What's going on, Jack? Like, how how concerned are you? Like, and and you know, compared to last season with Cassianos, like, is that something that is in the back of your mind? You know, how could it not be? So I think, I think how I generally feel is like I'm I have officially reached the point of it's not happening. Like, it's just like I did. I until I see any modicum of like he's coming out of this and it wasn't he smoked the ball in the ninth i thought that was an yeah, important no, it was. yeah it was but it was like i was such a sucker for um you know he goes he spends all yesterday in the cage with with kevin long and it's like oh yeah, he's gonna come out of this a new hitter was until, until it happens until it happens he's just 20 2020 2022 he's like, nick he's like, he's like the sixers in the second round yeah, it's just this it, yeah. at this point. Like, I'm not giving up on him long term here. Yeah, uh, no, me neither. Me neither. He's cl- he's clearly he's clearly you know kind of I it, he gets so down when he gets down 01 or 02 that I think it's in his head. Uh, he's starting to hear a little bit of, bit of the boo birds. Well, yeah, that's what's going to be my next thing to you is that like you know, and I saw someone say this on Twitter, and it's like. You know, there are certain people who respond to that and there are certain people who don't. And we'll see because they're coming, man. Like they're coming no matter what anyone says. If if this continues, there'll be more of them. And I don't know if he's the kind of guy who's going to respond to that or not. You know? Well, and I think he's someone that just in watching him seems like someone that puts a ton of pressure on himself, you know, which is a good thing and a bad thing in, in some instances where, you know, if we don't put the, if you put the pressure on yourself, then you have 
then like you let yourself down more. You know what I mean? Where it's so he he just kind of looks like that kind of guy, which is frustrating. I just I don't I don't know. My thing with the Turner conversation is that like I don't know what you're supposed to do. Like this is frustrating. It's been an annoying start to the year. He's been a great player for a long time. You have to bank on him getting out of it. I don't want to trade him. <laughs> like I don't want to do. No, 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 no. It's, it's almost just like you have to wake up and hope that today's the day where it all clicks. The the bigger question for me is how long do you stick with him at the number two spot? Yeah. Um, we, and it would be it would be annoying having to drop down Stott down to or uh, dropping Turner down because you know in a perfect world he's he's a good number two hitter or even a leadoff hitter. Um, and he's a three hundred great million. in a perfect world. He's great in those roles, you know. He's a three hundred. He's a three hundred million dollar player. So you know, like having to drop him down in the lineup would just be would just be brutal. Um, but at the same time, he's just killing him right now. Like he's just absolutely killing him up there. So um, maybe that that hit in the ninth was something that kind of gets him going a little bit. But man, it's just. I don't know what you're supposed to do. I, I, I don't. And I don't envy Rob Thompson, the Phillies, because obviously you want to just keep trotting him out there until he gets you, it right. I mean, like, you have to. You have to play him. Like, you can give him off days, but like, he's got to play. Like, it is what it is, you know? Yeah. It is what I it know. Is. I know. Um, but, yeah, I, I just I, – I, I refuse to believe his whiff rate is going to continue to be this bad. I just refuse to believe that 93 is going to continue to be able to beat him. It's just – this. It, 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 it's it's unfathomable. But Nick Castellanos couldn't hit fastballs when he got here. Bryce Harper couldn't hit fastballs when he got here. I have no idea why, but this is kind of just the the rite of passage uh, when it comes to being the big free agent signing on this here. Pod. I almost said I I almost said what a bleepy rite of passage. I think you figured out. It's awful. Say that. Yeah. It's awful. Um, and it, and it like the, the it's it's frustrating, and I it, I totally understand the like. The the annoyance uh, from fans at the ballpark or, or on social media or on the phone lines because it's like, dude, you're so much better than this, and like, it's almost like you just want to shake them and be like, be better. But that's not how that's not how sports work. Um, and it's analysis just analysis right there. We'll just wake up every day, just wake yeah. up every day, and think, so, hey, maybe today's the day. Maybe. Well, I did. I woke up today. That's what I did today. I woke up today and I texted you and I was like, we're gonna be podding about a freaking cycle finally. Which is also just wishful thinking because I know it's going to be like some random Wednesday night when I want to go to bed the second the game's done. I'm going to have to do it. It's a road game, too. It'll be a road game. Yeah, someone in a cycle. Um, Look, I am actually a little more optimistic than you are about it. I do think that, you know, the, the he's such a great player and has been such a consistently great player. Um, you know, like Harper, look, Harper struggled when he first got here too. Like you said, against fastballs and just in general, offensively, like he was, you know, solid defensive player to start and didn't have, you know, issue, you know, he was aggressive on the path and, and all that, but he struggled hitting when he first got here. And then over the second half of the season, he really did pick it up. It was not like a Cassianos thing. It was Harper was much better in the second half. He wasn't the Bryce. We know, you know, MVP Bryce that we saw the next season or the, you know, 2021 season, but he was he was much better in the second half of that season. So I I, I am hopeful that Turner's gonna figure it out because he is a great hitter. And you know, I think I think they need to start winning some games and kind of take a little bit of the pressure off of everyone in general and particularly on him. You know, the the, the more frustrating thing for me is seeing the the defensive miscues and all that type of stuff. And you know, clearly 
it does feel like this offensive slump is getting to him across the board and it's kind of getting in his head a little bit. And that that's the stuff that I get concerned about because then it is much harder to, to pull yourself out of it. You know, and then it's not just so fix a mechanical tweak and figure it out. It's like, Oh my, my, my mental, you know, I'm not right with what I need to, where I need to be to, to succeed at this really hard game. I need to like get it together and, and figure out, like get some, some of that mental toughness back. So, you know, it's going to be, you know, it's frustrating. But yeah. I also do. I do believe in the hitter, and you know, I, I think he'll. I think he'll be better. So, well, um, I'll say this. I'll say this. May, May, and and April are his worst worst months. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's a career two seventy five hitter in May. There you go. So he heats up. I think well, also, and, then he know, goes, and then he goes 303, 299, 324, yeah, and 300 in September. Consistent. Yeah, so look, there are guys who always like that. Mark Teixeira used to be like that. He always just kind of heat up, and he stunk the first half of the season. was great the second. I mean, Ryan Howard had a lot of seasons like that where he was like uber hot in the second half. But um, look, I, I – and then look, I think also it's – I think it's particularly frustrating – because of the WBC thing and not this case of like, that's what screwed him up more just that, you know, we saw him on the national stage hitting all these clutch home runs and everyone's like, that guy's coming here. And he just hasn't been that guy. And I, I think that, you know, kind of adds to the frustration of it, you know? Well, um, he still has, he still has more home runs for team USA and more RBI. Like how, for like team how, USA. Like how absurd is that? I mean, that's, 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 it's just crazy. So uh, what we have to, what we have to hope for last thing on Trey Turner, sure. what we have to hope for is that, this year is a lot like his 2017 year. So in 2017, in May of 2017, he batted 239 with a 368 slugging percentage and a 630 OPS. Okay. Then the final three months of the year, he went 298, 774. We'll take that right now. Uh, August, he batted 364 with an 1100 OPS. And in September and October, he batted 290 with an 866 OPS. Yeah, that'd be huge. And again, it seems like that's a pretty consistent thing. Just like we know, look, it's May 21st. You know, 10 days, Kyle Schwarber takes over baseball. Like, we know yeah. the way things are. No, look, I don't want to put I'm just... pressure on George, June Schwarber. <laughs> but look, Schwarber's been like, he's been exactly the type of player he's always been in April and May too. Like, if you want to use that as a reference point, like Kyle Schwarber in his career, it's very similar. If you look at his, his reference splits or whatever, he's hard. Uh, like his batting average in April and May is always in the ones. Like it just is career wise. And then he takes off and he's actually had a lot more power early this season than he did last year. I mean, the 11 homers is legit. And that one yesterday is such a clutch one. Plus they showed the stat today. I couldn't believe it. he's like seventh in the NL and walk percentage this season. So like he is, you know, especially with the start he had where it felt like he didn't walk for the first, like, you know, 10 games of the season practically. So, you know, I, I think that's pretty impressive. I think there's signs for, for some positivity. I think, the, before we get back to Ranger and then we'll get to the take bag and stuff. Um, I do think the thing though, that, you know, offensively to, to talk about, cause I do think there's signs of, of um, positivity with Schwarber and potentially, you know, get being able to go on some of those streaks where he carries the team. And, you know, JT has been much better since, you know, we were really worried about him earlier and, you know, they're getting some contribution, like in Mundo still solid, you know, Castiano still hitting. You, the, I think to, like Stott did, I think Bohm's going to kind of get back to, to water finds its level marsh where they're not as good as they were to start the season, but they're going to not be as bad as they've been the last month or whatever, you know? Well, especially so, when Nicky's doing what he's doing out in, in LA. Oh, buddy. Oh, come on, man. Come on. Um, but, but, 
what do you make? Like, is there anything to, and obviously we haven't talked since that giant series and that was a big part of it, but like this, you know, continuous runs uh, where this team this season is like put up, you know, mind bendingly horrible stats with runners in scoring position or just runners on base in general. I mean, was the number like one for 45 or something over a stretch there during that losing streak? Like, like, what is that? Cause I always say like, all right, they'll figure out they're too good at hitters, but like, but it's like one for 45. I'm like, what do I do with that? Like, how do I, what do I do with that? You know? Well, the thing with the runners and scoring position thing is that, um, obviously when the numbers start getting that bad and they start hearing about it, whether it's post game, whether it's on social media, then just like, Oh, bleep. We got like when JT got out yesterday with the bases loaded and it was like, Schwarber's was coming up. There was, a grand slam was the the last thing that I thought was going to happen there. You know, we all did. We all did. So, yeah, well, that's like today when Cassianos got thrown in third, someone I tweeted you cam and someone responded like, eh, they would have straightened him on second anyway. Who cares? And it's like, yeah, you're right. That's fair. Like, I yep. can't argue that, you know? Yeah. So I think eventually starts getting into their heads, which is annoying. Um, but it's almost like you just have to wait for it to, to break. You know, I know that's like simple, but it, like you have to just wait for it to, to, to find its level. And then hopefully they get on a run with it and they start to get comfortable doing it. Well, um, guys will, and guys will get hot. Like guys will start to like Harper will carry this team for a stretch or at least is the idea, right? Harper will carry this team for a stretch. Shorebo will carry this team for a stretch. You know, Turner, hopefully in the second half can do some of the stuff we we're just talking about and carry the team at times. So like, you know, I, I do, do that. Yeah. Well, he's already doing it. I'm not, he's like, he gets no rips. Like I, I, I think it's somewhat fluky and to your point can somewhat snowball on teams. And I don't think that just because it's been that way up until this point in the season means that it's going to be that way the rest of the season, but it is to the point made before just when you see those numbers, you're like, all right, well, well, it's just, it's just, it's, it's like when the, it's like when the bullpen used to come in when they had a lead a couple of years ago where it's like, well, how are they going to mess this one up? This isn't going to work out. Yeah. 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 Which is I mean, even not the players. A- we talked about, you could see like Bryce Harper, they would go to the bullpen and you'd see him like slump his shoulders slumping right field. Cause he's like, all right, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. It was not a fun place to be in as a, uh, as a fan. So, you know, I, I don't know. Like there's nothing you can do about it. Like what are you going to do? Like situational baseball practice. Like we're back in, mm-hmm. we're going to play 27 outs, you know, like we're back in little league or whatever. Like, they just got to figure it out. I, yeah. I don't know. Like um, the strikeout numbers have been annoying. feels like they're striking out a ton. Um, Especially Turner, as you pointed out. I mean, he's like been up like 27% or something. It's like, he's like others, others rookie year. He's like never been above 20. Like he's at 27%. Nuts, man. Awesome. That's yeah, great. Love, great. Love to be here. Awesome. Love to be so- here. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so like, I don't know. I, I just think that eventually they'll break through. They won't be that bad. They're pretty good with, with in that situation last year. So, um, and they had a trade turner, which is supposed to be, you know, yeah, over the top, but yeah, it's not, it not worked out yet. So, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's the worst, like, not being able to score runs when you have... Oh, it's the most frustrating I mean, thing in the world. It's that and a bad bullpen. It's such a great comp by you because those are, like, the two most frustrating things to have a team that either can't protect a lead or teams that can't score runs with their runners on base. Like, it's, like, the two most annoying things. Well, especially when a team's as talented offensively. Like, yeah. there's no way this should be happening because they have well, enough guys in there. when they're also not hitting enough home runs in general to kind of make up for not getting those hits. Of course not. Of course not. 
Of course not. Like before, uh, no, was it before the Cup Series or, or Saturday morning? I forget. But like I looked it up. Like they're betting two thirty nine in May. They have a twenty three percent strikeout rate, which was seventh in baseball. Mm-hmm. They had twelve home runs, which was sixth worst in baseball. Like, mm-hmm. and, and you go up and down the lineup, and it's like, like that. Sh- that better, can't happen. Be better, be, yeah, I know. I know. That can't happen. It just can't. Like, like with the, especially with the way the pitching staff is going right now. Like, you can't yeah, have you your offense. The team. Yeah, I'm with you. It's. A, I mean, it's it's how it was. Yeah, yeah you got to pick up your teammates. Like that's like. You know, like in any sport, if, if if it's an NFL team and your defense is sucking on that Sunday, guess what? Offense got to pick up the slack. Like that, that's how it works. Um, or, if, you know, John, again, your coordinator offense always has to pick up the slack. All right. Um, uh, you know, I just want you to throw Ranger into the take bag. Let's get to the take bag. But but I want to hear your thoughts on Ranger and his outing on Friday because, you know, it was frustrating. And but also, you know, he's working his way back. But. Um, you know, you did. It, it, I think that the thing that really stood out there is the the lack of command from Ranger, where it's you know that's obviously his hallmark, and I don't know if that's just working his way back in. But um, what do you think of Ranger's outing uh, on Friday? That obviously turned into a disaster game. Once, you know, shout out <laughs> Slider guy, tough outing for our guy, Slider guy. Didn't um, watch it. Don't know what happened. So it, uh, it was not. Well, it's funny. He's still like, great. He had a he had a, a strikeout where it was like you know a couple like six sliders, and I was like. Ooh, slider guy and then it was like like off a cliff from there um so he's nervous he was nervous um so in watching ranger it's almost like i i know the command thing is there clearly not like where it should be but th- i i wonder if the new plan for teams against ranger is make him get into the strike zone like if it if it's a ball out of hand, don't even don't even swing at it. Because um, then watching the Cubs, uh, you know, at bats and watching how they were attacking them, it was like anything that was close or around the corners didn't even swing at. Like yeah. didn't even look like they were attempting a swing at. And it looked to me like they were waiting, force him to get in the zone. And if he gets in the zone, then you were able to hit him. Whereas what makes Ranger good. It's obviously he has good command, both sides of the plate, whatever. But he also gets guys to chase on the changeup. He gets guys to chase uh, outside the zone on his on his sinker. The curveball's not there yet. But what they're doing this year to him is either trying to get him up, you know, because he's a guy that tries to live at the knees, and saying, okay, if it's down, we're not even taking a swing at it because it's not worth it for us. Um, and and now they're trying to force him to get in the zone. Um, and then when he's in the zone and he's up, obviously his sinker is not going to be as good because it's going to flatten out. His changeup's not going to be as good because it flattens out. Um, so I don't really know how you like combat it other than, um, you make quick worker guys and they have to expand the zone or he has to get corners. Um, but that looks to me like the new, the new plan of attack against Rangers Wars. And frankly, I think it's pretty smart, yeah. you know, force him in the zone. Don't chase. You know, if it's down, let it go um, and and bring him up into the strike zone because when his stuff is up, everything flattens out and they take mm-hmm. advantage of it. Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully it can. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, that can be com- combated by pinpoint control and that can be combated by throwing pitches that they think is going to be out of the strike zone and is on the edges of the strike zone or whatever, you know, so. You know, we'll see, but um, you know, hopefully it's not a uh, a cheat code against Ranger. Yeah, I picked All him right. up in like every fantasy league uh, and used yeah. a waiver claim on him, so hopefully yeah. not either. 
Yeah. All right. Uh, that's the reason. You're right. By the way, your boy met <laughs> your boy bet the Phil's minus one and a half today. Like, so yeah, sweet. Thanks for that, Homer Craig Kimbrell. All right. Um, what else you got in the take back? Um, so, so they claim Dylan Covey off waivers. How's that make you feel? How's the how, start the game on Tuesday? Take the over, whatever it is. Take the over, but well, yeah, hold and it. And then, it's not great because then we got Zach Gallon on Wednesday, so you know, aware, no, yeah, no big. well aware. No big, no big. So the rotation current concerns are, are are a real thing. Um, you know, especially with the f- fifth spot essentially being up in the air. The funny part about the rotation problems right now is that I think I think Wheeler and Nola are. are on their way back to being mm-hmm. good Settle and, and yeah, poten- potentially very good. So that's obviously very important, but when you don't know what you're getting out of Tylen Walker, when you don't know what you're getting out of Ranger Suarez and Dylan Covey is currently your fifth starter, uh, <laughs> certainly not a good spot to be in. Mm-hmm. And believe me, I, I know how hard it is to make a trade right now. Um, but like, and, and I like that Dombrowski the other day said that they're exploring it and teams seem like they're open to doing it. They got to like what like it, Dylan Covey can't be the answer. Like there there needs to be something. So um, you know I've been a proponent of trading for Lance Lynn even though he's currently ruining my fantasy team. Uh, you know just I like, have too. You know I have too. Just like with the chance that you can figure him out, he's he's on an expiring contract. They're already fourteen games under under five hundred. I don't know what his value is going to even be at the deadline. You give up whatever to go get him now and and just see if you can can work on his arsenal and, and whatnot. And he gets back to being one of the best pitchers in baseball. So whatever, outside of that, like I know that the, the bigger name guys, you're just going to wait till the deadline because there's no point to trade him now. So whatever. Um, to me, the best path going forward is Griff McGarry. Um, uh, he's in double a right now. He pitched two and two thirds the other day and struck out five, which was <laughs> enticing. Um, but like, I want Griff just from the standpoint of, I think he can open a game and I think he can give you a solid three, four, and then you can hand over the bullpen rather than whatever the plan is now with giving, you know, Dylan Covey a shot or Chris Sanchez or bringing Bailey back up. Like at least with Griff, you bring him up and there's the upside that as he gets yeah. rolling, he can, he can turn into something. I mean, and I just think that like just has the best stuff of those guys without a doubt is the point, you know? Yeah. And, and if you told him, Hey Griff, like give us three innings of your max stuff and then we'll figure it out from there. Yeah, and then we'll, sure. we'll work Strami or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, he's coming back from, from an injury right now, which obviously stinks. Um, but like he shouldn't be in double a that long. Um, his, he, he could get big lead hitters out right now. He's 20, 25 at this point like I, I i like mick abel i understand not bringing up he's 21 he's still walking a lot of people um you know fastball command isn't there yet with griff mcgarry like just bring him up and see how it goes mm-hmm. like it might okay, be that you're spark covey you're starting telling covey yeah and and, and and this it's team over this team needs a spark somewhere you know like you, you can't and fire the manager that. this year you can't no. fire him you know, nor like, you. nor should you, despite it, you know, he's been frustrating at times, but nor should you. So they need like, something to kind of jumpstart. We're not going to talk about that series anymore, but how do you not judge, but bunch Josh Harrison in that game, he came back and then ended up like, how do you not like, what are you doing? What are you doing in that spot? All right. All right. Anyway. Well, and then um, to, make, to make matters worse, Gabe Kapler had uh, Joey Bart, who 
No way he should be able to bunt, get a bunt down, and then well, the how Giants. How about the fact in. that they're three and twelve against Kapler since he's left? Like they're three and twelve against Kapler. Uh, I mean, whatever. Um, all right. Um, back to to the point you're making. I I'm right there with you. I actually think I'm happy they're looking. And we've said for a while. We both said like, make the trade now. You know, like kind of no matter what happens, you hope you hope Painter is is you know able to to contribute at some point. But you got you don't have a fifth starter that you can count on in any way, shape, or form. Like if you're saying like, let's hope the 19 year old who has had some elbow issues this this early season comes back in July and saves the season. Like that's a horrible strategy. Like that's like an icing on the cake hope. Like they're, they they're gonna have to go get somebody. Like they don't, and and we gotta hope Rangers better. We gotta hope Taiwan's better. Like all that stuff. And obviously Nolan Wheeler are back to where we hope they are. You know, we have to hope for all that stuff. It's all hope in a lot of ways there, but but you can't, uh, you know, leave this fifth starter thing the way it is that much longer. You know, you just can't. And the trade deadline is still two months away, over two months away. Like can't do that. You can't do that. You could fall too far. And look, I know that you know they are lucking out because the NL is pretty kind of clumped up there outside of you know of course the freaking braves and, and the diamondbacks and dodgers actually and the diamondbacks are you know, not that many games above but you know it's everyone's kind of the same everyone other than some some bad teams so um you know a lot of the teams in front of the fills are, aren't teams you worry about long term like the pirates the marlins whatever but you never know um but the point is you can't just keep losing games you can't keep giving away games when if you're ultimately in for this season and you're going to trade for a pitcher at the deadline anyway, like, you know what? I'm okay overpaying a little bit to get that extra two months of starts from that pitcher, you know? So there's, you know, I think this team really has to to consider being aggressive here with this spot. Cause I'm right there with you. Cause I think you know, we think the offense will get better and, and, you know, like, yes, it's not ideal that, that, you know, Reese Hoskins isn't coming back, but you know, Derek Hall could come back. Who knows? There's other opportunities potentially there where some guys can step up and they have enough talent offensively. And and I think, you know, even though there have been hiccups, I think both of us, as we've talked about many times, feel good, especially with Strom back there, about the bullpen over the span of the season and moving forward. It really comes down to that spot. Like that's that's the spot. That's the biggest Achilles heel on this team is the the three, four, five starters on this team. And two of them, you just gotta hope they get better. And one's you know come back from injury and, and we'll see. But like that fifth spot ain't gonna get better. Not in the any time in the near future. And you can't afford to to ride with Dylan Covey or Christopher Sanchez or even like look, give give Griff a shot, but like you can't Griff probably can't be the long-term solution there either. So um, you know, I, I'm right there with you. I, I think like the, I think they really need to make a trade. And the, the, the struggle of this all is that maybe teams don't want to do it right now. And that's like a, a Locking very fair is a problem. Yeah. Yeah. So you'd have to meet what they want or give up a little bit more. And I'd be curious to see if they want to do that. Um, the teams that the are mean... willing to trade now have more leverage because of that, because you know, exactly. Yep. So go ahead. So in the meantime, I give Griff a shot to see how it goes. I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem at all. Uh, um, nice of you to give him a shot. All right. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm so sick and tired of having to hear like older baseball people Ooh. continue to complain about the pitch clock and like every oh, little yeah. thing that goes wrong. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, I thought there wasn't a clock on baseball thing. It's like, can we not understand that it's been a, a big win for the sport? It has saved like, the game. It has saved the sport. I think it's the most important thing that baseball has done 
maybe in my lifetime, like certainly in the last 20 years, like shut up. That is my official take to anyone who, who is, is bitching about it. Like just, when we get to the playoffs, we can discuss it again and see how that goes. That's a different beast, but stop. I just want people to get over it. Like, uh, listen, so obviously in a perfect world, you would love for pitchers to get up on the mound and go throw and whatever and, and move the game along, but they weren't doing it. Like they weren't doing it. They were slowing it down and it's all being slowed down for no reason. It's like, I'm sorry. It hasn't been perfect from day one, but every little thing that goes wrong, it's like, Oh, well, you'd think they had this ironed out since this is a, it's like, can you just look at what it's done from a positive standpoint? Attendance is up. Ratings is, are up. Like people are talking Philly- about the game. I feel like I see national like sports people talking about the game way more than they did before. Like all of it. It wasn't going to correct itself. And I know that's been the, the long, you know, gr- uh, gripe against these kind of things. Like, well, the game polices itself. Well, it didn't from this aspect. Well- so, like, oh my gosh, every single little thing. It's like, well, does well, yeah, shut up, just shut up. Like, this is why people hated baseball for like 10 years because these old broadcasters would be like, well, this is awful. Like, this is why you even pay attention. Just, just enjoy it. Okay. Oh my God. It's just, it's awful. Anyway, outstanding. Uh, take. I couldn't agree more. It's just like oh, every second you I'm get, you're it. gonna complain I'm about with you, it. Buddy, buddy like, I'm just with you. Stop! It's been it's been an overall win. I'm sorry it hasn't been perfect. I'm sorry it's not the '80s. Yeah, we're anyway, done. we agree. Um, Bryson Stott has made a, a clear adjustment to pull the ball in the air more, which has been a, mm-hmm. a, a positive kind of move here. Um, and there's been he's had a couple home runs in the last week. Yeah, the one in Colorado out there, and then and then that one was Colorado, right? There, no, it was the Giants. There. It was Giants, Giants in San Francisco. Yes. Yeah. Either way, I'm with you. They, it was noticeable. Yeah, he's starting to pull the ball in the air, which is a which is an important development for him. You know, because mm-hmm. he does. That's probably the only real home runs he's going to hit. Yeah, he's, his, his bull side with power. He's not. I'd be surprised, let's put it that way, if he hits an opposite field home run where it's like a tank shot. So, you know, him developing into early in counts, okay, I'm going to take this and drive it, you know, pull side, and then totally, late in totally counts, agree. I'm just going to flick it the other totally way it is is a good plan, in my opinion, for him. And then, uh, obviously, the final thing here, which I know, uh, given your, your current state and the, how much you would like to go to bed, Yes. Oh God. And I'm so, I'm sorry in advance, but it's almost that time, buddy. My first big board for the Phils with the first round pick oh, uh, no, in July. Not. Yep. Oh God. Yep. All right. All right. Go ahead. Just don't don't stretch it out. Emily has a big work project tomorrow. Do tomorrow. Right. So the quicker I can get her to working, the better for me. This is important. This is important. All right. Go ahead. Don't tell you. Go ahead. I will not comment. Just do your thing and and you know, do it for me. All right, it's only a couple uh, names deep, and and shockingly, only one pitcher. Um, wow, that is shocking. Yeah, I, I would, they I would take. They need, they need hitters. Yeah. So like, all right. Um, first off, I'm just getting into it now. Like it's been, I was late to draft talk this year, but Walker happened, and I'm just, I, I've now obviously. It also enhances when the Phillies are playing bad. I started thinking about the draft, so I've, mm-hmm. I've been in a, a bad spot the last couple of days, mm-hmm. and and that's why I had to start digging deep into this. Um, so obviously the first name that I want is is Kevin McGonigal. I understand he's a second baseman. I don't really care. 
uh, his he's from here, and his favorite player is Jay Sutley. So, uh, like, I, I need him so bad. And, like, he's being projected to be picked, like, five picks before the Phillies, which is just soul-crushing right now. Yeah, okay, good. Kevin McGonagall yeah. is is yeah. he's from Bonner, so in the pride of Rob Ellis, and 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 whatever. The Phillies pick yet? Actually, I'm not going to talk. Go ahead. Twenty eighth pick. It's twenty eighth. Okay, pick. so it's not thirty. Is the point? No, or it's twenty nine. I mean twenty nine. Okay, go ahead. Uh, the second guy I want is Johanny Morales, who is a third baseman from Miami who hits absolute tanks. There's a bit of swing and miss there, but hit over 400 last year in the ACC. So I just I I I I need I need him to also be a Philly. Uh, Colt Emerson is a shortstop slash third baseman that has good bat to ball skills. And if you if I uh, if you know I him and and McGonagall are very very close. So if they don't end up with McGonagall, Colt Emerson's a good uh, solid value pick. Hurston Waldrop is just like. Obviously, the most raised guy of all time. He like he throws. He's like uh, six. He's buddy. disgusting, but like he has no idea where it's going most of the time. Either way, uh, strikes out a ton of people for Florida. And if you if you believe in your pitching development, like he is someone they should be all over. Uh, Dylan Head, I believe, could be the next Michael Harris. Um, you know, as a center field prospect that has much better about that. Although Justin Crawford is batting three. 17 mm-hmm. right now so mm-hmm. watch out uh dylan had uh the uh, a lot of the the draft analysts like him so i'm all in uh mm-hmm. colin hauk is a shortstop is a shortstop that i think projects to be a third baseman just a beautiful swing just a beautiful beautiful swing colin hauk is a name that i am all over and would love for the Phils to bring home on July 9th. And could end up being the best shortstop in the class, Alter, if you don't if you don't believe me. And then my final name, my current uh, big board. No, maybe I'll think of some more. Um, my final name on my big board for 1.0, as we say it. And I don't think he's going to be there, but if he's there, obviously Matt Shaw, which I know you're a huge fan of. Uh, Maryland Terp. Maryland Terp shortstop and also the... the the university record holder for home runs um, hits tanks. So uh, that is, that is the big board number one, but I cannot wait to get into draft talk. It, I, I was watching the perfect. I was watching the perfect game. All American classic with walk yesterday. There was two walkers in it. And I said, like, I said, listen, buddy, study, study up right now. Um, so it's going to be now it, it, it does suck having the 28th pick. If the Phillies could win the World Series and also pick top 10, yeah, it would be a, a, a good a lot of trading draft picks. We've talked about this a million times. Yeah, God um, forbid. Yeah. All right. That was fun, buddy. Um, all right. That was your final thought. It counted. Um, uh, big week this week is the real final thought. Well, three it's a big games. three series again for this team. That's what I mean. Like They got three against the Diamondbacks, which is huge, and then four against the Braves in Atlanta is serious you know uh, I gotta be honest not looking forward to it like i just i just i don't want to do it again i, I don't want to be back in atlanta i have very little hope but you know let's get through the diamondbacks first we'll talk on thursday after that series and we'll see where we're at from a uh, uh unless they lose three straight to the diamondbacks then we will not talk on thursday so okay okay <laughs> <laughs> all right uh until then He's spreads himself. <laughs> <laughs>